Brought to you by Feitner Productions. Our world is a crumpled, discarded paper napkin left over from the wedding feast of the ancient king Nebuchadnezzar. Like tiny microbes socializing into a colony, we call ourselves humanity. Our words, our laws, contradict our basic biology. One man is a verbal assassin whose superpower is simile, like a metaphor. He's a lawyer who kills his victims, not with kindness, but with hilarious irony, occasional puns, and relentless reasoning. Beyond Unreasonable Doubt and Verboten Productions presents Laying down the law with Billy Dee Clark, your host. That's me. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, the podcast where fact, fiction, and reality collide into a vortex of hilarity. Sort of like the first year of law school if it were run by the second city. Before we jump into the case of the week, let's welcome our guest host. He's an actor, writer, director, and professional facilitator, an alumnus of the Second City Hollywood, where he helped launch the juggernaut Supportive White Parents. He's an actor and a writer known for Chicago Fire and Northside Gardener. Welcome, Dan Dore. Thanks, Billy. Happy to be here. Uh, Sounds a little weird hearing that bio read out loud like that. It's mostly true, but uh, you did forget to mention that I was vice president of my senior high school class. But I won't hold that against you, though. But that's going to be me bringing the legal heat uh, during this podcast. Next, she's an actor, writer, director, and stuntwoman, creator of the one-woman show American History W, and a film performer in Nerd Girls, Tale of Two Dragons, and Back Alive. Let's welcome Anna Yawson. Hello, hello. Next, she's an actress and a director known for Buckle Up Punk, Dreaming, and Between Western and California. She's an organizer with Action Now. Please welcome Gabby Mayorga. We have two returning guest hosts today. We got a whole bundle of people. Our first returning guest host is an actor and an improviser. She's the host of a comedy improv podcast, Super Squirrel Conversations. That's where if squirrels were Oprah and Gail, and a guide for clueless rich people, she's Kathy Eller. Hi, everybody. Hey. Finally, she's a voice actor, improviser, and arts and design professional, lead singer of the vampire cover band Give Blood, and nominee for this year's Sovas Voice Arts Award. Welcome returning host, Tony Senator. Hey, I thought we weren't using our last names. I'm Dan, by the way. Last name to be told by someone else. Oh, sorry. Uh, Dan, Dan D. <laughs> well, just uh, Jeff, uh, when you get this, just cut out the part where I say Dan Dor, because he doesn't want his name published. We're just going to call him Dan D or Danny D. He doesn't want to be known. Dan D. Dandy. Yeah, whatever you guys want. We're right there. Like a dandelion. That's right. But no D door though. Right. My friends call me D door. So I see how you <laughs> said that. D door. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Double I'm D. Chevy, I'm the Chevy Chase of this podcast. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Does that mean you're gonna do like a Pratt fall or are you talking about the street in Glendale? Uh, Basically, if he says, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not, that means he was the one who was known in season one of SNL. So that was, a, that was like a 48-year-old callback right there. Mm. 45. Yeah, because we all remember that. That's 
That's Chevy Chase. I'm Chevy Chase and you're not. So. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So the case is Baltimore and Ohio Railroad Co. versus Goodman. Um, Baltimore and Ohio. Monopoly. That's right. That's right. It is the same. It is the same B&O Railroad from Monopoly. Dan so cool. D. This is not Trivial Pursuit, Dan. I know, but he, he, he just won the prize. So this is it's Atlantic um, City. All the all the streets are in Atlantic Anna's City. Anna's got a huge going. I got a what? <laughs> huge, huge. Your mug is huge. Huge T. I said. I assume it's T. That, sorry, okay. you know railroad. Here we go. Oh. Wow, Chevy Chase. I'm from Baltimore. <laughs> Monopoly. He's like, now he's like the community version of Chevy Chase, with just like. <laughs> See, like no. saying like random and slightly inappropriate things like is that is that Three what it amigos, is? At least. You're, not the, you're not the snl chevy Chase. i love that movie um <laughs> so this is the supreme court of the united states 1927 case 1927 30, wow 37 27 30. 27 30. so is that is... still depression are they still sad <laughs> It's pre-depression. Oh, okay. They were happy in the twenties. We're not happy in the twenties. I'm the print because my they eyes are, are getting old. Wow. Because it's the, almost your birthday. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Oh. I got I wear now. Ooh, too. Wow. My optometrist says I have what are called old eyes. Well. Yeah. Um, okay, this is a suit brought by the widow and administratrix of Nathan Goodman against the petitioner for causing in death, causing his death by running him down at a grade crossing. That's where the choo-choo train and the cars meet. The defense is that Goodman's own negligence caused the death. At the trial... The defendant asked the court to direct a verdict for it, but the request and others looking to the same direction were refused. And the plaintiff got a verdict and judgment, which was affirmed by the Circuit Court of Appeals. Wait, what is what is any of that mean? Like, okay, good. Proce <laughs> the procedure. <laughs> so that's the procedural background, and what they're saying that the, the railroad says that it was Goodman's own fault, his own negligence. Oh, okay. And then the defendant, the railroad company, B&O Railroad, said, give us a directed verdict, so take it away from the jury. But um, that's a directed verdict. That was refused. So the plaintiff, Goodman, got a verdict. And this is brought by his widow because, unfortunately, oh, he's dead. Dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. So. He's dead. So Nathan Goodman is dead. And he would be dead anyway. I mean, this is from 1927, but... Yeah. You know, but those cars they were made like really well, yeah, they not, were, but not, but train not better well. than trains. That's train, no, 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 no. I'm, so I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. No, but, those were like tea buckets back in the 20s, right? No, they were like Cadillacs, right? Like, well, I, I'll read on and tell you. Goodman was driving an automobile <laughs> truck. One of the first models, I'm sure. I'm sure. In an easterly direction and was killed by a train running southwesterly across the road at a rate of not less than 60 miles an hour. 
the line was straight, but it is said by the respondent, respondent would be the, uh, the widow, that Goodman had no practical view beyond a section house 243 feet north of the crossing until he was about 20 feet from the first rail, or as the respondent argues, 12 feet from danger. And that then Drama. the engine... Hmm? So that's very dramatic. It is dramatic, 12 feet from danger. That actually, wasn't that a show in the 60s? Wait, so did they have railroad crossing, uh, like, signs, Probably not. Like the, like the falling down signs and the lights? No. Yeah, this one, I don't think so. So she's saying, like, they must have driven that road a couple of times. And she's saying, like, I know he couldn't see because every time we drive that road, I couldn't see. Is that what basically she's saying? Yeah, there's this house and he can't see the, he can't see the train tracks. Oh, Ooh, totally, I thought the guy like rammed into a train on purpose or something. So you're saying he just couldn't see the crossing. He couldn't, what, he, what he said, well, this is what his widow's saying after the fact because she's trying <gasps> to get money, right? Oh, oh yeah. So Probably who knows? because if he, the reason why we now have railroad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this could be that, you know. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but she you can it. hear a train. <laughs> Coming. I mean, what if the driver is deaf? Then he shouldn't be driving. He, he probably, I think he probably was drunk because didn't they just drink all the time? <laughs> I, I think maybe she sent him down that street to get yeah. rid of him. Yeah, I think she, she, she roofied him and put him in the truck. She took away the brake. It was, what time was, what time of day was it? Was it daytime? Like, it uh, doesn't say. This time? Because oh, okay. If you can see a train at night and there's no lights at night, that's one thing. But if it's daytime, maybe you can see the train. But if there's a house that's blocking yeah. it. Nighttime yeah. and a house, this guy's dead. Uh, well, he's yeah, definitely yeah. dead. <laughs> I mean, that, but, that much like, we've established. So it's probably, it's probably just like today. Like, if he committed suicide, then the widow wouldn't get money. Like, was yeah. there State Farm? State Farm was back then. I think so. <laughs> so that's why she was. You know what? <laughs> a lot more people committed suicide back then. Yeah. On average. Yep. I, I feel we need more info, though. Yeah, <laughs> keep on going, Billy. Okay, I'll read on. I'll read on. So he was 12 feet from danger hmm. and that the engine was still obscured by the section house. He had been driving at a rate of 10 or 12 miles an hour but he'd cut down his rate to five or six miles at about 40 feet from the crossing. It is thought that there was an emergency by which, so far as it appears, Goodman did all he could. Oh, did he? Did he really? This guy really slow. Yeah, the train is slow. The train, five miles per hour. The train also wasn't going that fast, 60 miles an hour. 60 miles an hour is pretty fast. And he slowed down to five or six miles an hour. And he probably couldn't accelerate fast enough. Yeah. So wait, I think that's. This... The... You gotta sue the the car company too. Wait. So is there any? <laughs> Sorry. Is there any statements from witnesses? This is all we get in this that's uh, all you get. court case. So she got her money. Did she get her money? Well, she won at trial, and they appealed. They appealed to uh -huh. the circuit court, and then the circuit, and then. Um, it was affirmed, which means the circuit court agreed. And then she appealed to the Supreme Court. 
Mm. Why did she appeal if she got her money? No, no. Um, no, she the, didn't. The railroad company uh, did. Oh, oh. <laughs> As you talked, I looked this up online and I did find the case. And the railroad's defense was uh, because it was daylight. So it, it was daylight. Oh. How, so she's saying that he couldn't see the tracks at all? It says because of the grade. I'm also saying because of the grade. So let's say it's not like on a slight hill. So if you're like driving up and then oh. there's a house. So he's saying with the house plus the grade mm-hmm. equals me not seeing it. And he didn't come to a complete stop like you were supposed to back then. So he rolled the stop. It's like that. Dan's doing research. Yeah. On I know. Look at this. I, I just sent a picture in the chat. I love oh. It's cool. Well, let's just. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, of a truck, of a 1920s truck. <laughs> no, but I feel like it's the opposite of like, do you know like the scary roads in like Silver Lake that you look like you're going to completely yeah. fall down? <gasps> so I think I that's Terrena Street. Is that it? Like, or, or I the, one, the one where you go over to the reservoir? What's Effie. that street? Dwayne? Effie? So yeah. wait, is it the same or is it the opposite of what he's feeling? This is, I, I think he was driving up to the grade crossing because the, you know, railroad tracks are elevated. Yeah. He was driving up to it. There's a section house blocking it. He can't see. The train's going 60 miles an hour. He's going 40. Then he slows down to 10. He slows down to five, but he couldn't stop in time. And so here's my, so I grew up in the middle of nowhere and there were trains around even here in Los Angeles at, at night, I don't even know where the trains are, but I can hear them. So if this guy couldn't hear the train, that's like right there, like close enough to actually hit him, then I don't know. I mean, also with the visibility, are there light posts? Was the area- Probably not, it was in the twenties. Right? Yeah. So, so the so you might be hearing, but you don't know where you are in space. Well, well I mean, if you I, see a train track and you hear a train. If you're yeah, but you might by the time you orient yourself, you're. But I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay, this is 1920s. Okay, so he's been up all night enjoying jazz at a local <laughs> at a local place. At the Great Gatsby. He's, at the Great Gatsby, he's been gambling on horses and ponies been drinking a lot and he's just leaving his local bar at like in the afternoon daytime so he's super drunk the end 1920s and he has a cool flapper outfit on <laughs> so i think he was too drunk i still think he was probably drunk during the day because everyone was right i would like because like, it was illegal right so everyone yeah, was drinking all no, the time well i mean the florence nightingale how old was she like she had to t- tell doctors to stop drinking so like people just yeah. drank and they had Coca-Cola and yeah, that too. He was having a nice Coca-Cola on his drive along the way. Well, then he would have been really aware. I just have to say that, Kathy, you naturally yes. distrust people. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think his wife tried to kill him. And she did, and now she's trying to get money for it. Yeah. Although, if that case were to happen now, they would, the, the railroad company would totally lose. Because, like, if McDonald's can lose because people spill their coffee on themselves and they sue them <laughs> for, for the coffee being too hot, then 
I don't know. I don't know if they would lose actually, because if it happened today with all like the warnings and stuff, yeah, unless they could really prove that the the signal didn't work or the arm didn't come down, yeah. then the the railroad company would win for sure. Yeah, I'm like on the side of the B and O because like that's the best way to win a monopoly is to get all the trains stations. So and this dead guy has never let me win in monopoly. So B and O. So, well, you know, it's, it's pretty head. well established that the real, no, it's well established in Mo- Monopoly that the four railroad strategy is an early game domination strategy, but yeah. it doesn't work over the long term because you can't develop the properties. True. But of course you steal. Like I was but, talking about, you be the banker, you get the railroad to steal. Like that's it's like the, the robber baron version of Monopoly. <laughs> I'll make two train points right now if you'd like. (laughs) In this case, this guy back then, the law, I guess, was you had to get, if you were unsure, you had to get out of the car, stop, get out of the car, then look both ways on the train tracks, which is weird. Like, that's in the winter. That's awful. My friend's also an engineer on for Amtrak. He said, He'll see people kill themselves all the time. Yeah. Then, oh no. You see the he saw one guy get on the train tracks and do this and just like the to have the what? cow catcher. Like, oh, and he's like, yeah, we going. <laughs> so that's that's, that's so real sad. I wonder if you like if you like run and then jump and the train hits you, would your soul like stay and your body just like flies? Wow, that got really dark. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was like I picked the case with the death in it, so I, I bear some responsibility. But Dan, you like took that to like a whole other level, and it, it's like we're just gonna make this metaphysical, okay? <laughs> this got really real. Nobody has any mercy for this guy. Oh, poor well, thing. Now you know why lawyers are kind of assholes, because like I wonder how the talk about this stuff all day. Yeah. It's like I don't know why I died. Who cares? What was what was that? Like, I don't know how he lived and she died. I mean, he, he died and she lived, but they're in the same car. Oh, she, she was in the, in the car. car. She was in the car? Oh, he, she wasn't in the car. No. Oh, she just, oh. I see. Just in I the I'm the one holding the law textbook and Dan's telling us all the facts about the case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the internet in front of me. You need a better law textbook, I think. I know, shit. One that you could just like type in. Well, Mark Franklin <laughs> and, and Robert Rabin your time has come. <laughs> I t- Wait, I, t- I have t- a question. I so typed in like- being a railroad case, Goodman. That's all. Okay. Ah. Hey, yeah, I um, so like, then is it total fiction that people could rob um, trains like the West and stuff and like stopping a train? Is that total fiction then? Like, is there no way possible to stop a train? I don't think they would that just stop lies? a train. They would just they would just jump on it and then I don't think they would stop it though. And then like stop the train instantly? What are you talking about? It takes I'm a couple talking- miles to stop a train. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just talking about all these movies that you see people like in the olden times like rob a train and they put a log on there and then like they're waving their hands like stop, stop, and they oh, eventually they stop. Derail the train. Because they'll derail. Oh. 
stop it, yeah. But then a, a guy with his face open won't. He just wanted to die. He probably just get friend. smashed. Yeah. I mean, flesh is more squishy oh. than wood. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I think we're also comparing, you know, apples and oranges because if you're talking about the wild west you know those kinds of trains are not the same thing as an amtrak train right now those are yeah. but uh, is it closer to 1927 yeah. though right cow catchers will hit cows so it'll it'll crush a human like Ugh. you know it'll splat a human and then will you cross Anna? i don't you know are you ready to cross over so will it take your soul if you say cross over now jump in you might be able to cross over. There you go. If you have a soul. What? Oh, this happened. I said that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Crossover right, do you train? want to hear what what uh, Chief, what Justice Holmes had to say about it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Only one paragraph left. Justice Holmes. The improv is awesome. That that um, the so it appears that Goodman did all he could, according to Justice Holmes. Um, we do not go into further details as to Goodman's precise situation, although Dan did. Uh, beyond, mentioning, <laughs> beyond mentioning that it was daylight and that he was familiar with the crossing, for it appears to us plain that nothing is suggested by the evidence to relieve Goodman from responsibility for his own death. When a man goes upon a railroad track, he knows that he goes to a place where he will be killed if the train comes mm. upon him before he's clear of the track. He knows that he must stop for the train, not that the train stopped for him. In such circumstances, it seems to us that if a driver cannot be sure otherwise whether a train is dangerously near, he must stop and get out of his vehicle. Although obviously, he will not often be required to do more than stop and look. It seems to us that if he replies, relies not upon hearing the train or any signal and takes no further precaution than he does so, at his own risk. Mm. If at the last moment Goodman found himself in an emergency, it was his own fault that he did not reduce his speed earlier or come to a stop. It is true as said in Flannelly versus Delaware and Hudson Co. that the question of due care very generally is left to the jury, but we are dealing with a standard of conduct. And when the standard is clear, it should be laid down once for the courts. Judgment is reversed, mm. which means that widow, the widow gets nothing. I mean, that does suck for her because being a woman in 1927 was shitty. And single, widowed, yeah. Mm. Although they did move on fast in those times. She could have married his, his brother or something. Yeah. Biblical, yeah. <laughs> no, that did. I actually have um, <laughs> some papers that like my relatives from like that time period, like of that like same like a similar situation happening, like both like a woman was a widow and then the guy was a widower, and I think they had like they were like married to cousins or something, and then he just came over and he knocked on the door and he was like, Hey, I'd like to marry you. And she said, um, can I give you a moment? Like, can I think about it? He said, sure. You have an hour. He sat, oh my on, gosh. He sat on her porch and then she came out and she was like, okay.
thanks for meeting me in my my mom's garage. Uh, this will be the first rehearsal of Twelve Feet from Danger. Ooh, uh, Julie, I'm ready Julie, to rock so it. Glad you're here. I brought my bass with me. Oh, this is awesome, uh, Julie. Before I brought we start the cowbell. Oh, awesome! The cowbell. Yeah, I, I got the key. Oh, I got the keys. What did you bring? You got the cable, 12 feet of cable, if you know what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the name of the band, awesome 12 Feet From Danger. I mean, 12 I'm, foot coaxial I'm, cable. I'm also the lead singer, right? Like, I'm playing the bass and I'm singing. That's sure. the bass line, bro. Okay. Yeah, what's amazing is is we're the first band to ever have a vocalist playing the bass, also singing the bass. Mm, yeah, that's pretty cool. Because that's wait, dangerous. Wait, is that Paul McCartney? Was Paul McCartney play plays bass and sings. Yeah. 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 Well, no, he didn't sing the bass though. Singing the bass, like it's singing the bass, like under pressure would be like dum 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 dum. Dum 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 and that's it. Oh, this is an air guitar band. Yeah. Oh, got it. You didn't get the you didn't get the memorandum. You didn't check the I can do cowbell air cowbell. I brought literal coaxial cable, guys. Well, we might not need that, but it's good that we have it. That's pretty awesome. That might be too much cowbell. Wait, There's maybe never our too much cowbell. <laughs> maybe our soch isn't making it very vocal to people that we're an air band. You know, maybe we should update our soch, all our soch, all our TikToks. How many followers do we have on the TikToks now? Five. One. Five? Yeah. See, maybe our soch. We need to be more. We, need so we to got seven guys. My parents started following us today. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's right. So your parents plus all of us. That's like, yeah, we gotta, well, we gotta up the search. Your, your dad's the pastor. You can make it mandatory for all our church going to follow the socials. But then don't we have to do like air Christian music or something? Boring. I mean, I don't what? believe in a soul. My soul left with the train. Oh, yeah. I remember you... when that happened. What's the next song? Yeah. Your soul didn't leave, dude. Your soul is still here. Because otherwise, my, you soul, see... my soul stayed, but my body went like 10 miles. Oh. I see your point. That was when you got all those like casts and stuff and you broke all your limbs. Yeah. Well, isn't that why we all play air instruments? I mean, technically, yeah. yes. We don't really have material object, more like non-material spirits, right? So, yeah. I mean, you guys remember when I like uh, tried to beat the train at the grade crossing. Yeah. That was scary. Yeah, and I, I remember when you were um we were trying to rob the train and it didn't stop like you had planned no it didn't stop at all man there goes my soul yeah we're but what's funny is we don't play soul music <laughs> no 
Well, the cowbell sings to my soul. That's true. I still don't believe in a soul. Bing, 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 Cut bing, to the bar, talking to the manager right before the show goes on. Gabby, you are the manager of the bar. Hey, uh, we're with the band, going to load in. But we don't have any instruments, but we're going to load our air instruments in. So, uh, we have an hour. An hour? Do you need any help carrying your instruments? Your. Uh, we got it. Okay. <laughs> this isn't our first performance, if you know what I mean. And we I do other performances. I hope your sound system rocks. So I make sure we're getting like free Pepsis. That's what I called and said we get free Pepsi during the show. Absolutely. Hot tea, a hot tea for the vocalists, you know. Something to up our all. And and a Bible in a, is, a, in a, is on in our green room, right? Are we doing and Christian music? Hey. Kathy, I thought we were not doing Christian music, man. I just like having God. I'm not saying, oh. I'm not putting God in any of you guys. Cool, I just cool. like to have a Bible. No, yeah. Don't worry about that. When I put my air guitar on, then I'm all about the music. Yeah, I also That's my God. Keyboard on, on in the green room. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, it's time for us to rehearse. We're going to do some air drugs, too, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, man. Favorite. I love air drugs. Nice. They like, how are we supposed to drink? doesn't mind. Make it rowdy. I hope your clientele can handle us, man. Yeah. I keep, and, and plus our groupies, we're gonna air group our groupies. Yeah. We're gonna airdrop them. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tie off with my real coaxial cable though. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Put in some air needles. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The last time we played with air needles, it did not go well. Remember? Okay. Then you got some air methadone. That weird blood clot. I got you. Yeah. You're right. I think it was more of like a light clot. Like light energy. We had to go to the hospital, man. Clot it up. Yeah. Man. It's awful. I don't want to talk about it. We cut to the hospital. I know. Brutal. Uh, what do you, are you, oh, you're up, you're up. Thank you, Mr. Uh, oh, it looks like your last name is Moore. Hello, Mr. Moore. How are you feeling? You feeling okay? I feel a lot better. Ever since you gave me the air drugs with the air needle, yeah. Yeah. it's like definitely making me feel better. But I keep feeling like I'm seeing ghosts, like some kind of a band. Okay of really old timey people playing an air cowbell. Okay, okay sir, you gotta, you gotta calm down. Mr. I don't Moore. know if I'm hallucinating 
from the air drugs or if the air drugs themselves are a hallucination. Like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Inception where there's a dream yes. inside of a dream, inside of a layer. It's like a dream ducking. I, know I think I'm in the second layer right now where I'm dreaming about the drugs that are dreaming oh. about the air band of pirate ghosts. Oh. No, Mr. Moore, air drugs are not that good. No, you you barely get any buzz. I'm I'm telling you, like I'm a nurse. I know all the good drugs, and air drugs aren't doing that to you. My poor guy. That's your air imagination. Okay, you're yeah, air I imagining mean, that. Well, I just for me, I will say that I think I'm not dreaming because if I was dreaming mm -hmm. and I was like, then I, I would not okay. know that I was dreaming. And since I realized uh, that the air drugs you, are real, yeah. and were I realized wearing, that, that the yeah. air band is also real, then clearly I'm real too. Okay, I just, um, were you wearing pants? Did you look down, were you wearing pants? I was not. Oh, that's, that's a, just a dream. I mean, everyone doesn't wear pants in dreams. and dreams. You're clearly, you're in a nightgown right now. So that was a dream, sir. Mr. Moore, I'm so sorry. You air dream. I'm so sorry. I air dreamed about the air drugs, about the air band? Yeah, yeah. I, you're, now, you'll be okay. You're now, I hospital. just want to know, are you the one that's going to do the surgery on me? No, I'm just a nurse. I, I didn't want to go to all that schooling. Ugh. Yeah, because I'd like to have my legs reattached. Oh. So maybe oh, I didn't... get on. I mean, I'm feeling good from the air drugs. I'm feeling numb. So maybe yeah. the doctor could help out or I'm not sure. You didn't, you, you say, you're saying you came in with legs. Okay. I did not know that. It doesn't say that on your chart. It doesn't no, no, say I, legs here. I'm sorry. I misspoke. I arrived. Arrive, oh. oh. Oh, thank you, doctor. Look, your legs are here. Yeah, right here. Uh, this is really good. Uh, you're the needle. Uh. Here you go. Should should he be under? Huh? Should I put him under? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Ah! Okay. Uh, uh, oh, I think I put the wrong leg. Oh, that was oh. the right leg, and I put the left leg. That's okay, doctor. You continue with the other one, or do? Uh, 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 there's so much blood. Oh, doctor. Oh, we'll cut to the second doctor's office. It's my first day working. <laughs> so, Mr. Moore, I see your legs are on uh, a little weird, a little wrong. I don't yes. want to judge you, but... They're literally reversed. Well, luckily I'm a leg doctor. <laughs> I'm a leg man, is what I'm trying to say. So Are you going to also up. sexually harass me while I'm here? How dare you? I thought we. I thought we. I were... was just hoping. Okay, cool. I thought I thought you were you were getting you're you're one of these liberal people that doesn't like jokes. No, I just was wondering why you're rubbing my thigh. I mean, I assume that's my thigh. I got to make sure all the nerve endings work. They definitely don't work. I don't so feel anything. That's why I'm also, here. that's. Behind me. And since you can't feel the legs, we got a big problem, my man. Big problem. I got to fix that shit. 
Are you ready to get fixed? Or are you going to sit there like a bitch? Uh, maybe both. Okay. But also, I'd like to have I, some air drugs again, please. I see on my chart that you didn't have anesthesia last time. So we're going to make sure you get some of that. Connie's my anesthetician here. And she's she's got some good gas. Hi, doctor. Connie. I'm really happy to help you out with this. Connie, let's make sure this man gets real drugs, not this air drugs crap he keeps talking about. Mr. You're an anesthetician? Yes, Mr. Hey. Moore. And I am gonna put you out like a light. All right, Connie. Just need We're you going to come to... real, real close to me. Hey, Connie, we going to Ruby Tuesdays after the surgery or what? Oh, definitely, doctor. Nice. Good, 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 good. All right. All right, Mr. Moore, we're going to get right with you in a little bit. Okay? So, Mr. Moore. Where are you going? Oh, why am I being rolled out? What's happening? You're getting prepped for surgery. <laughs> we cut to the hallway where Connie is being it, it's there by herself. Excuse me, are you Connie? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. Um, hello. Uh, you're the one that anesthetized or whatever my dad, and then he put you in the will. Oh, your dad. He had those. Oh, uh, like, yeah, he's sparkly, dead, and all the money goes to Connie. Sparkly blue eyes, little uh, rough on yeah, his face. He, yeah. We had such but, a good time the day he was here. <laughs> Yeah, you won his heart over, and now he's giving you all the money. Like, ah, oh, Fred, I miss him so much. You know, as woman of woman, you should not use your sexuality to get men's money on their deathbed. That, you, you totally misunderstand me. We fell in love that day. Oh. I mean, I fall in love with lots of my patients, but... Fred was special. I don't know how special he was. He literally came in two days ago. It was, and I've been his daughter. Like, I, I thought he loved me, but he, he just talked about Connie with the brown hair and the brown eyes and the butt. Like, I can't believe it. I mean, I can't help it if I have brown hair, brown eyes, and a big butt. It's not my fault. And your father, he just took my heart away with those bright blue eyes staring into my wide brown eyes. And we just fell in love. There's nothing I can say. So if you can just leave our establishment, sorry. Wait, you, why is there security guards? Yep. Doctor, doctor, can you help me with yeah. this woman? Connie, it's not happy hour yet. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But listen, honey, uh, I don't know who this new girl is, but you gotta, you'll have to leave, okay? Thank you, doctor. Thank, thank, thank God security's here for this. Oh my God, am I that ugly? We're, I was gonna ask her out to Ruby Tuesdays, but not after that crap, okay. Well, let's go work on Mr. Moore's legs. All right, I'm excited. Honey, don't and... mind it. Legs. <laughs> of course not. Scene. <laughs> I know it's called scene, so good. How can you compete with <coughs> the voice? That Connie's voice. 
Uh, what an anesthetician? Yeah, I couldn't an say that word. Anesthetician. <laughs> anesthetician. I couldn't think of the word confrontation, so I was just like, ah, oh. I couldn't think of it. But that was fun. That was fun, Billy. That went in places that we couldn't have imagined. Yeah. <laughs> it, it I mean, that's a did. full. That's a full episode we just did. <laughs> What if that was like his couple of days before his death? Like, what if that really happened? I like how we introduced the the band and then just completely dropped them. <laughs> well, we didn't drop it. We, we uh, moved. Yeah, you were still part. Or of the maybe band. they're playing the theme song of the Doctor Show we were singing at the end. <laughs> yeah. What's a place that you remember from your childhood? The desert. <laughs> Is this I, like, I, is this what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. So like a place that you remember from your, from your childhood that really shaped um, uh, something about who you are today. I grew up in the middle of the desert, like literally in the middle of the desert. And so there was a wash that we would always like go down and we would like try to build um, like a tree house, but um the desert doesn't have very big trees, <laughs> so it didn't work really well. But that was like our uh, our playground. What was the town called? It was called Vale, okay. Arizona. It's outside of Tucson, about an hour and a half north of Mexico. So, yeah, so it's pretty pretty south, very hot, and uh, we would there were coyotes and all over and it was also free range so there were cows too which i'm not really sure how they they ate cactus but that must have sucked for them <laughs> um and yeah we had guns and shot at cactus and there were mines these like dead my old mine shafts that we would just oh. like go find bats and other things creatures and um, yeah, that's that was my. <laughs> and how, how did that affect who you are today? Um, I have a very vivid imagination, and sometimes I'm very socially awkward <laughs> because I wasn't around oh. a lot of people. <laughs> and 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 I had to learn when I moved to LA. I was like, I didn't realize that other humans like how other. Like, I was like, why, why are people lying? This is weird. I don't understand why people are like, because, you know, you get so many millions of people, a certain percentage of them are like, not good people. So I had some hard lessons learned. Lying. So you said lying. Yeah. Especially in Hollywood. Cause people would be like, oh yeah, I'm making this movie and you should la 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 and I'll get you this job and I'll get you. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And then I did. I was, oh, that person. Not running into that, luckily. Not too much. I barely oh, yeah. into that. Well, probably because you can like sniff people out pretty quickly. Whereas <laughs> I was like, everyone's a fairy. <laughs> All right, the next question I'm going to toss to Dan. Uh, <laughs> Dan has to be himself. Dan, if you if you uh, were able to wave uh, like 
you know, either a genie lamp, I mean, like rub a genie lamp or wave a magic wand and change one thing about the world, what would you change? That's a big one. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. There are wrong answers. What's that? I said there are wrong answers. (laughs) I mean, you could say, say like, get rid of nuclear weapons, but what's that really going to do? You say cure world hunger. Uh, If I could do one thing, I I think the biggest effect would be have salinization plants be very effective so we can get rid of the salts in the water so we can use ocean water as drinking water. And then this way, everybody, there'll be no water problems. So if we can use all of the ocean water to drink and use it for agriculture, that will be the easiest and biggest, best thing that we can do. So salinization plants... That's what we need. That's what I would do. Thank you. <laughs> you passed the exam. <laughs> Double D, 2024. Yep. <laughs> it's not uh, too late to ride them in. <laughs> that's right. Nah, wait, wait for 2024. All right, I'm going to ask Kathy this one. Um, if you could have dinner with any person, living or dead, who would it be and why? Um, it would basically be, uh, Alan Menken, (laughs) just because, um, all his music, like Little Shop of Horrors, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Hercules, like, they just brought me so much joy. And I don't think there's any other person who had, I mean, besides family and whatever, but he's just basically brought me so much joy and happiness and like maybe relate to things. Like I can meet people and talk to people because of his music, meet friends because of his music. And just because like, I would just beg him to like get me into a Disney movie maybe. Could have lunch and, but no, I mean, literally like, through tough times and good times, like I can just listen to his music and um, and I did actually get him. Um, I waited ten hours in line, and um, at the Aladdin premiere for the live action, and he actually signed my book from the making of Aladdin. And I actually told him, I was like, "Your music is so important to me," and he was like, "Oh, thank you." And then I told the guy who acts. Um, he played Jafar and my cat's name was named after him and he was like oh thank you so Alan Menken's definitely gave me more of a bigger <laughs> thrill than all, of all the people I saw there um, that, that's who I would eat, eat Wait, did, you name your, did you name your cat Jafar or did you name your cat after the actor who played Jafar no Jafar after Jafar the character the character yeah because he's beautiful I mean, and he's black and he has a long neck just like Jafar no I just think in the future if you're gonna you know meet an actor tell him that you named yeah. your cat after the actual actor oh uh, okay and just yeah. be like yeah I, I named my cat that. after you and like not your yeah. character you oh, like, wow really more. You, yeah so yeah probably but I still think that was very nice of him to respond but I was just like Alan Menken gave me a better answer <laughs> <laughs> but I do I love I love my I, I do it's like insane and I love my family and stuff like that 
But no, I, I would want to eat with Alan Menken. You don't have to right. justify that. I mean, it's a one-time <laughs> dinner, yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, screw it. Okay, fine. Screw my family. I want to eat with Helen Menken. <laughs> You'll eat with your family later. It's, it's all yeah, good. That's true. Yeah. You'll see him on Thanksgiving. I don't yeah. think anyone answers their family on that okay, question. Good. Come on. Because he was, Dan was saving the world with water, and I'm going like, screw that's everybody That's because else. you told him that there are wrong answers. They said pick a person. Doesn't have, Not your family, because that would be a weird answer. So I'm yeah. glad you that was a great answer. You did good. Yeah. I'm going to throw the next question to Tony. Uh, and the question <laughs> uh, who's no, a person that's to most influenced you in your life or, or someone who's influenced you um, in your in your life? Wait, who's most influenced me? Or Not necessarily just the most. Just someone who's had an, a, a big influence on you. Um. I'm actually going to say my dad um, because he like he's where I get my love of theater and performing from because he um, acted in shows and directed them when he was younger. And then he basically got our whole family involved once he got married. So um, he just, I don't know the the love he has for it is insane like he just every show he would direct he just put his full heart and soul into every single thing like he would spend his own money to make the production better than you know the budget that he had to work with and <clears throat> he had my mom making costumes and we would all be in the show probably one of us was doing the lighting like um and <clears throat> I think also to like as I got older to be directed by him and then have him trust me to to not need him so much anymore because I kind of would know what he wanted you know in a scene um so yeah he's a huge influence I wouldn't be on this podcast right now <laughs> if it went for my dad <laughs> Love you, Dad. All right, and where can we send money to your dad? <laughs> What's his Venmo? <laughs> oh, my God. He doesn't have a Venmo. Like a commercial. He barely, barely uses his iPhone. Aww. Actually, he says his fingers are too fat to, to use the iPhone. <laughs> I so, mean, there's a lot of people that have fat fingers that have issues with that. So <laughs> He only does the speak to text. But then somehow he always puts in a bunch of emojis. So I'm not sure. How. <laughs> but he's awesome. Maybe he says smiley face, sad face, cry, cry, laugh face. He sad likes face, the, cry, the wine face. emoji and he's not a drinker. So, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> so yes, yeah, send money to my parents in Maryland. Google. All right, Gabby. Probably you're, won't, you're, but I'll send them t- good vibes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gabby's going to bring it home. Gabby's going to bring it home with the, one of my favorite questions to close on, which is, um, what um, what are you grateful for? Um, I look so shocked. <laughs> it's so weird to be serious. I'm cut off in the election drama right now. 
Um, so I'm, I'm really scared of what might happen tomorrow. So it's hard to, to think about what I'm grateful, but I should, because that's something I should do all the time. I'm grateful to be healthy and to have my, my family be healthy, not common. And yeah. That's what I'm grateful for. She's out of here. Okay. Yeah, she's like, nothing. I'm grateful for nothing. <laughs> you scared her. <laughs> no, it's just, it, was, it was hard. Because, I mean, I, there's a lot of things I'm grateful for. A lot of little things. Um, and I want to be grateful that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, Harris win tomorrow. Um, or in the next week or month, whenever all the votes get counted. Um, and our democracy is safe. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful to be able to be, to know that I have a lot of friends who voted and a yeah. lot of family who voted and to be around a community that cares about each other and about the state of our country. That was an A plus answer. <laughs> <laughs> We we were grading Wait, we're we were grading each other's grading? answers before <laughs> before you came back on. Well, I want to thank all of you um, for wait. doing this. Oh wait, wait oh wait. I didn't miss. Who did I miss? You. Oh no, I ask the questions. He doesn't answer one. Oh, I don't oh. answer questions. No, I'll answer a question. Answer. I'll answer a question. Okay. Um. Okay. Oh shit! Now I have to think of a question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you could um, go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Mm. Um, I was uh, just talking to my wife about this yesterday. I would love to go to Greece mm. right now, but like my imaginary version of Greece, um, where Is it's like. Everything's pristine, clean, perfect, beautiful. In my mind, it's like, it's like, um, what's that, Mamma Mia, but without all the singing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> without the singing? Without the singing or the ABBA. But there will be cowbell. Ding, ding. And there will be cowbells. Ding, 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 ding. That's what came to my mind. I want to thank all of my guests today Anna, Dan, Gabby, Kathy, Tony, and of course myself. Laying Down the Law is a product of Beyond Unreasonable Doubt, produced by Jeffrey Feitner and Verboten Productions. Music is Galactic Damages by Jingle Punk. The cover art courtesy of The Mighty Q Works. And I'm your host, Billy DeClerk, and I'm what you get when the Lone Ranger finally settles down. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.